Oh no, I think it re-recorded. Alright. So, we just watched episode 7, Realization Time. And I was just saying, to me, this has become the story of the Icelanders. They're they're really the characters that I'm most interested in. Gotta get them signed. The Icelanders, the yes, <laughs> want to have a signing party at One-Eyed Jack's where everyone knows your name. And it's also the place that the Bookhouse Boys are going undercover, which... And what are they going why, why there to they, investigate, Why even? did they need to... Well, they found a poker chip right. in her stomach. They okay, just want to check yes. it out. Um, yes. Laura worked there. Right. On the other half in Jock's cabin. Yeah, yeah. Jock works oh, there. Jock works there is the big thing. Right. Yeah. So Jock who Jack, Jack is a main... That's pretty much the focus of the investigation right now. Yes. Right? Jock, who has as many after-school activities as Laura, uh, is, is also involved. My favorite, though, is the Benny outfits of the Bookhouse Boys in this scene. So Cooper's wearing, like, a really nice tuxedo, and he looks gorgeous. Dapper. Cary Grant-esque, as Blackie says. Big Ed is uh, rocking a Burt Reynolds look-alike costume. <laughs> yes, with a mustache. Wait, is that a fake mustache, or is that... It's a fake mustache, a and also yeah. he, he chooses a wig that is basically his own hairstyle. Right. So he just has a, a wig curlier. over his head. Yeah. A little curlier, but pretty much the same. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> like... Because Cooper brings his box of facial hair. The FBI have have a suitcase of it's disguises. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like El Barto's disguise kit. <laughs> <laughs> As we would imagine they would, right? And then also like ten thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. I knew we were with the beak and the, yeah. like, yeah, I totally remember. The toucan sand. He <laughs> gets stuck on his face with glue. Oh, <laughs> right. Good one. Yeah. Um, and they have, also, they're going to gamble with $10,000 of the FBI's money. Yep. No, which is... well, yeah, we only gave Big Ed 300 so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that made Big that Ed very happy. Yeah, Big Ed was stoked. I mean, I Big Ed yeah. is awesome with Blackie. He has the line with her... He says something about like, I want I want to get a look under your hood. Yeah, they keep so mixing smooth. up. He says he's an auto mechanic. Then he <laughs> yeah. says, no, he says he own, I own a garage, which is and then the he's truth. Like, I mean, uh, oral oh, I'm an oral surgeon. <laughs> so he keeps on mixing up the car metaphors <laughs> with the oral surgeon. Like it's so jokes, good. And it's awesome. It's like my favorite scene in the show so far, I think. Yeah, he makes it work. And Cooper's just like in awe. He's just standing back and he's <laughs> like, like, Fred's a boy. prince. Because, yeah, yeah, he also like, Ed totally gets Blackie hot for him in this scene. Blackie yes. is the mistress, the madam. Yes, yeah, it's it's a great, Blackie is under their spell completely. Like yeah. they, She's like, I don't buy really your story, good. I don't give a shit, because Big Ed, I'm getting in your pants. <laughs> yes, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, um... So we skipped a little bit ahead here, but so the beginning of this episode, Audrey. we have Audrey in bed. Um, Cooper, he, he has a great look, and I'm I'm always like his look when he first sees her is just what I hope anyone would ever look at me that way. Like he clearly wants her, but he yes. knows he can't do that, and he immediately does say like. You know, you're a high school student. She says, don't you like me? And he says, what I want and what I need are two different things. 
you're beautiful and intelligent and desirable, so let's eat tuna melts and talk about your problems. <laughs> Which is like, makes him the man of my dreams. It's any girl's dream. It's, it's so true. To be, to have some snacks talk yes. about your problem. Yeah, he's just, he he's like, I'll go down and get us some food, you get dressed, we'll talk about your problems. And we were all talking about this as we were watching it, but Sherilyn Fenn, you know, clearly is, she, she entered his room with one idea, and when he walks in, is she in says, another place. Like, she might yeah. have intended to seduce him, but once he actually walks in the room, it's clear she doesn't actually want to do that. Yeah, because like, she starts, uh, when he walks in, she starts, like, whimpering. Right. Uh, don't leave. Or, yeah, don't or, make me leave. Don't make me leave. And yeah. she's just clearly not, it, she doesn't want sex at that moment. Like, it's clear that she went in there thinking, I'm going to seduce him, and then just the situation got out of control, and he didn't she take advantage it. of it, because he's Cooper, and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. Um, they'd also talk about, you know... She says that she's not going to tell him her secrets, and he says secrets are dangerous, another parallel to Laura, which I think is interesting. Those two always. Um, And this is the episode where Audrey goes undercover at One-Eyed Jack's and has one of the best interviews. We all could get some interview tips between uh, Audrey's interview to be a... A whore. A hospitality girl. A hospitality Not girl. A whore. I gotta say, in general. Audrey's fashion game is on point. <laughs> yes. Like last couple episodes. Like, yeah. damn, like it's timeless. She, she would it's look true. perfectly like good today. It's totally. In upscale bar. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that black dress is really nice. That pink shirt she's wearing is really cool. Yeah. It's almost like they purposely dress her better, better than everyone else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. She's, because she's, has, well, she's, she's a rich the girl. Sec- yeah. yeah, she's yeah. the sexy one of the she show. She is the sexy like, one, yeah. Donna's like the naive Right, girl, girl next door. Right. Yeah. Sophie's pretty sexy. Who is? Uh, the waitress girl, younger waitress. Oh, Shelly. Shelly, yeah. Shelly is pretty sexy, especially when she gun plays. Yeah. I knew it was, I knew it was a S. Yeah, Shelly... <laughs> Shelly has the cutest cry voice in the world. Like, so Leo does catch Shelly and Bobby in this episode. Yeah. He He's was fine. shot in the arm, right. not, like, actually shot, shot. Because, as you said earlier, if you're going to shoot someone, don't drop the gun and then start crying <laughs> right away. Like, maybe make sure you your target yep. is at least on point. Maybe you're going to have to shoot again. <laughs> yeah. Because There's a you don't want to shoot very, your domestic abuse. She abusing. shot like four or five times. She's, like, no, she's, she's very lo- she's yeah. a very bad shot. And then just drop the gun and right. throws her hands yeah. over her eyes immediately. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. This is a non-Tom episode. <laughs> no, no, no. No. That's cool, but no, there was only again. one shot because it was so dramatic. <laughs> <Yes>. And then <laughs> she didn't just like shoot a bunch and then it's, drop the gun and grudge. She, she in my memory, once. she like shot four times. No, Be- it's, it's because wrong. you're thinking that because Leo just starts screaming and <laughs> right. running runs off. off. And runs yeah. off. Yeah, and then he's just She's very lucky he does that. What I don't understand too is clearly this town has law enforcement and right now they in fact have an <laughs> FBI agent and nobody ever goes to the police. Everybody's worried that people are going to kill them. You know, this is a rural town. People don't <laughs> ask questions when you fire your gun on your property. That's your in, business. Right. In all fairness, the only law enforcement I see is Hawk, who's in the woods half the time <laughs> tracking things. Right. And who's always with Cooper. And then Andy, who keeps dropping his weapons. I so. know. Oh, Andy and Lucy are on the outs. 
And we do find out in this episode that Lucy is pregnant. They... Well, okay, we're going to find that out. You, Melissa called it, but I don't think they actually, like, say that out loud. Well, they do the what classic the... TV show Discovery, where it's like, yeah. she's talking to the doctor. She says, like, oh, thank you. Because the doctor's like, congratulations. And then Cooper comes in and is like, are you feeling better, Lucy? Like, she was out. She had morning sickness. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, I'm a, I don't... Winkity dinkity. Like yeah. <laughs> It's lady problems. <laughs> lady problem time. That's what Tom hears. Oh, it sounds like it's a girl Did you hear problem. the doctor say congratulations over the phone? No, yes, yeah, okay. yeah. He says like, yeah, congratulations. And she's like, thank you, doctor. I can't do the Lucy voice. <laughs> that wasn't bad. That was pretty good. Yeah. Thank you, doctor. But Andy and Lucy are on the outs. Why is she mad at Andy? He's so wonderful. He's such a sweetheart. No, I don't. It's one of those things where I don't like it when this they fight. Is how I think it's gonna play out. And correct me if I'm wrong. But Lucy's <laughs> upset because of her emotions. She's gonna tell Andy, and Andy's gonna be very happy. And then they're gonna get married because I Andy's hope gonna so. marry her. <laughs> Some someday. I hope so, Melissa. I hope so. So also, Lu- <laughs> I don't know the answer, guys. I don't know. Okay. Also, Lucy. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Lucy reveals over the um, police radio that Waldo is a witness to the murder. Waldo the minor bird. So. <laughs> yeah, the police plotter. So we find, we find out, out Waldo is a witness to the murder. Yes. Yes. The minor bird that they're trying to get him to speak because if he, if he gets his urge to mimic, mimic back. We're learning all of this, by the way, from Doc Hayward. <laughs> I have another note. I feel like I've written three or four times, Doc Hayward, why are you here? (laughs) Doc Hayward, why are you in this scene? Why are you here, Doc Hayward? Besides being Mark Frost's dad, what is the purpose that you serve in this scene? Because they got the records from the vet. So there's a vet in town that they should maybe be utilizing instead of the local doctor. Who has the one bird book. (laughs) Who is not Lucy's doctor though which i think is interesting right yeah. that's true because she was talking to a doctor and then they turned oh, yeah. and there's doc hayward and I was because like, doc hayward was this guy they had to come up with another doctor because right. doc hayward was there <laughs> right so they're like he's been walking in the woods all well, day. the first yeah. evidence we have that it's actually a town of 51,000 people, like right. you say, not like 5,000 people. Right, yeah. I never thought of that before. Why doesn't Lucy just go to Doc Hayward? Like, hey, did you get those test results? Kind of a slap in the face to Doc Hayward. <laughs> like, you know, we work together every day and I don't trust you enough. You know what I just noticed? Like, this show totally lacks that almost all modern shows have is, like, sort of shots that establish your surroundings, like... Yeah. There's no, there's no, like, open town main street of Twin Peaks, you right. know, with, like, extras walking all over the place. Well, if the town <laughs> is actually, like, Snoqualmie, where a lot of the scenes were shot, there isn't really, like, a main... Like, the main drag, there's a large log. They, they will <laughs> That's, like, the main thing that but they're excited like, about, is this big log. They do show, shoot the locations before they start a scene, like... For instance, the Great but Northern. But I see what he's saying. There's yeah. no, like, Main Street. Where no, it's, they like, don't have a Main Street. Yeah. Yeah. But we I don't there think Snow Quality does. Don't. I just yeah. that sort of a feel to a town, but I guess the whole town. Yeah. Was. Yeah, it really didn't. I mean, there was a kind of a main drag. But not really. And then it, ha- it was literally just like, and we kept asking too, so, but what's the significance of this log? Because there were all these like little <laughs> they- tourist maps about like, here's the map to the log and here's where you can get pictures with the log. And I'm like, okay, 
yes, I see that there's a large log here, but what is the significance? They're like, it's a big log. (laughs) It's a big log. It's like really big. And they just have this big log in the middle of town. And that's what they're excited about in Snoqualmie, Washington. You're like, was it part of like... (laughs) They're like, George Washington's house. Wait, like, it, ma'am, you're not getting this. It? The log is a big <laughs> log. Like, how many of Tom's is the log? Yeah, what kind of diameter are we talking here? It's oh. quite large, it's like, but it's... Estimate. Hey, give us a picture. 15 feet. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Thank you. I just want to know if they're... Ex- I mean, like, 15 feet sounds like a very, yes, wide tree. I'm sure it was But a I just tree. don't understand why this town center revolves well, around like it. If you're in a fishing a village, fall, you don't talk about, like, the biggest fish that yes, ever came through a town. True. Like, this was the biggest tree we ever saw. Yeah, so they're into it. They're into it. It's all about logs in Snoqualmie, Washington. I have, like, now completely forgotten <laughs> what we're talking about and what we're here to do. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I meant to mention this so many episodes ago. So we get a little bit of Maddie in this episode. So Maddie is Laura's cousin, played by Cheryl Lee, who also plays Laura. And the Maddie style. <laughs> exactly. She's the brunette cousin. With. That looks exactly like her. <laughs> big glasses. Yeah, exactly. So she and James and Donna are doing some snooping. They want to find this tape that Jacoby has that is the night that Laura was murdered. And they're going to do it by tricking Jacoby to leave his apartment. It, their plan is just overly complicated. <laughs> like, it's unnecessarily complicated. Yeah, he has yeah. to leave his office at some point, right? Right, like, just wait till he leaves his office and yeah. then go get it. Don't, like, make him think that Laura Palmer's come back to life by putting Maddie in a wig. Right. Like you've done. But that's what they yeah. go for. And then they she calls him, him yeah. still in a wig. I don't know why she hasn't taken the wig off yet. Right. And so, is that the picture of the oh, log? Oh, that's a big tree. <laughs> Pat just showed me a picture of Kelly in front of the log. <laughs> the log. <laughs> well, that's what you, how you described it, right? <laughs> it's uh, it's impressive. Oh, it is a big one. <laughs> Kelly, you look yeah, so Yeah, I say it's about 12, 13 <laughs> I was extremely happy She's during so that happy. trip. <laughs> that can be, yeah, that's, yes, I'm very happy to be in front of the log. And I wore that plaid skirt everywhere we went. <laughs> I was like, and that's why the concierge came out of the hotel and was like, oh, I love your Audrey Horn skirt. Because they all, everyone who goes there is a Twin Peaks fan. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, this whole Maddie pertaining to be Laura plotline, I'm not a fan of. Like, it yeah. just doesn't entice me. We all know. If the wigs were better, maybe. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. It's a weird choice. More I wigs. Think it's... More wigs. Everyone's More dressing wigs. up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a like... nod to, like, a soap opera thing, but yeah. who really knows what. Because... I, I did read that Cheryl Lee, apparently, for the role of Laura, they wanted to just find, like, a local actress. And Cheryl Lee was just, like, a local girl. And they didn't huh. expect her to be more than, like, a pretty face who was the body. And then she j- they gave her a little bit, and she was good at it in that first... I guess the, the first scene they kind of did with her was, like, the scene with the picnic with her and Donna dancing. Oh, right. And David Lynch was like, oh, she's really good. And they just kept adding more and more and more for her. Yeah. To the point where, like, the movie Fire Walk With Me, she's the main character. Um, and I want to I wanna do some research on that. Because I'm like, I just don't buy that she wasn't already an actress. I mean, she's, like, right. a good act, you know. Yeah. That like seems high school theater. Yeah, I don't know. But supposedly she's just, like, local girl that they suddenly wanted to feature more and added her into more and more scenes. 
Doesn't mean you can't act, though. Yeah. Can we talk about Donna's sneaking outfit? It's yes. pretty yeah. great. Her spy cap. <laughs> yes. This is just a, a plain uh, it's wavy blue. It's like a tiny ball cap. Yeah, ball cap. When you say ball cap, that's what you picture. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, she's got, her, she's got her spy cap. Maddie has more clothes on than anyone in the world has ever had. Yes. She's got like layered upon two layered. sweaters, a large jacket. Scarf, oh, a giant scarf. I just started to think about, I have a theory now. Oh, share your theory. So Laura was, Maddie was dressed as Laura. And then James and Donna, with her spy cap, want to go into Jacoby's office when he leaves to go see the faux Laura. Right. And some, so then Bobby comes in watching them because Bobby hates James. Though I don't think he really has a right to hate James. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, and then, so how it pans is Bobby's watching them, but someone's watching Bobby. And I think I know who's watching Bobby. And I think it's either, I thought it was Leo at first, but now I think it's Leland. Because he stays back to watch the Laura, the faux Laura. And Come I down think, the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I noticed Maddie. that this time too. Like, Leland's just sort of sitting in the dark in the living room and just is, notices Maddie coming down the stairs and like looks at her and then just turns forward and sort of stays there. But yeah, he w- he knows that Laura, I mean like the thing is the doctor doesn't know that uh, Maddie exists. Right. Like, I mean, Leland wouldn't be fooled that it's his daughter, so like. But right. Leland's in oh, Leland's. such a because yeah, they kind of just like because Maddie didn't take off that goddamn wig like she kept right. the wig on like she didn't take it off he he registers <laughs> something I don't know yeah. if he thinks it's Laura but he sees something and he's like something's weird yeah. but he's just yeah just, he's in I'm a real bad it's place not Leland watching but I don't yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of mildly bet on that because at first I thought it was Leo because Leo's really mad at Bobby. <laughs> Leo's just r- driving around yeah, town with be. a bleeding out arm <laughs> and a pair shotgun. of binoculars like just <laughs> watching people. Yeah. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill Bert today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, Leo kills Waldo. Yeah, and ruins a bunch of fucking yeah. donuts. A bunch of donuts. <laughs> I was... Let's put the donuts right by the Bert. Uh, so, <laughs> such a waste. Blood. That's yeah. right. I mean, not to mention the bird will shit on those donuts too. Right. Too. It's a whole yeah. conference right. table. Yeah. Why wouldn't you put it on the other end where the birds That's not? They have donuts <laughs> where the birds everywhere. Not. Yes, <laughs> where the birds. Oh. It's a Shell Silverstein book. <laughs> <laughs> Where the birds not. Yeah, it's a uh, and a, that's a great image with the blood spattered donuts. I was telling the gang because I love my Pinterest geekery board that now Melissa is a new contributor on is all this like Twin Peaks stuff and there's a lot of um, Twin Peaks art that's who shot Waldo and it's an image of the donuts with the blood. <laughs> covered. It's such a great Twin Peaks image because they have donuts everywhere they go. Like they don't plan for much. They're not careful right. about their fingerprints, but they make sure there's donuts in every location right, they're ever right. at. I don't think they. Too. Yeah. Everywhere. Right. Like so even bizarre. The crime scenes. It's like, well, we're gonna. We have a warrant to search this house, but we better bring some donuts because that's not gonna contaminate anything. <laughs> yes. Um. Can we talk about 
my favorite moment that I made everyone stop what they were doing <laughs> oh, and listen yes, to. Yes. So at um, at one point, Cooper and Truman, which is the bromance of the century, uh, and all romances, so beautiful, go <laughs> to the double R and. Shelly like offers coffee and Truman says they don't have time and Cooper says a very famous Twin Peaks line which which is every day once a day give yourself a present don't plan for it don't wait for it just let it happen and he goes on to say that it could be this or that it could be a new shirt it could be a cup of nice coffee and they take a moment together the two of them and have this cup of coffee and like smile at each other and I always start yelling, like, kiss him! Because I just want them to start kissing. They might have brushed hands when he pushed I think the there was a hand brush. I asked Over. Tom and Melissa and Pat for my birthday to get me a calendar of just every month is a different shot of Cooper and Truman. Guess what? <laughs> you could call that line the Tao of Twin Peaks. It's such a good, it's such a good line. It's, so, it's such a beautiful concept. And it's such a Cooper idea that, you know, he always sees the positive, even though he obviously has a job that can be very bleak and dark, he always is seeing the positive and finding a moment to enjoy the little things, and he loves Twin Peaks, man. He loves it. Do you get the sense of, like, how long he's been an FBI agent and, like, how many other big cases he's worked? Yeah, that's a good question. You get some more clues later on. Okay. But he's, you know, at least ten years, I think. Yeah. At least right. 10 years now. But I don't feel like he is the type of person who's going to become cynical. You know, because yeah, once yeah. you get to know his background, I mean, he has every reason to be cynical. And he just doesn't yeah, approach life know. that way. <laughs> you know, he, right. he really is just extremely positive. Very and I, positive. I was noticing, probably because I want to see it, but also because it might be there, that like Audrey has a similar albeit a little bit darker exuberance, you know, when she's sort of investigating and sneaking around with uh, at One-Eyed Jacks, Like, she gets sort of that similar joy and rush well, about, out of investigation. How about even before when she uh, hides in oh, the yeah. manager's office yeah. when he talks, when he recruits Jenny to be Jenny. a hospitality girl. She's which up is, there with uh, Josie in quotes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, which is a great term for a prostitute. Yes. Yeah. Well, pretty good. Jenny the clueless other perfume encounter yeah. girl who has a like doesn't, very interesting hairstyle. Doesn't know what a unicorn is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Horned horse. Right. What am I going to do with a horned horse? So the boss man gives her a unicorn to symbolize purity. Yeah, she becomes he, a prostitute. That's right. a means of asking. <laughs> Asking to be basically a hooker. Like, it's like those Will You Be My Bridesmaids cards, <laughs> but a little bit different. <laughs> Same concept. You're still whoring yourself out. Once for friends. You're still saying we're going to make you wear something really weird. I know there's no real connection, but it made me think of uh, Blade Runner. You know how the other agent with the Edward James almost face is always leaving the little folded unicorn? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, and then, okay, so how. Love Blade Runner. Yeah, that's Edward James. The thing James is, that's how you know that Harrison Ford's character is a replicant because okay. he dreams about unicorns, and this guy's like letting him know, like, I know every thought that you've ever had because right. I know oh. your, like, profile. Yeah. Spoilers. God. <laughs> Jeez. That was a this big one. This is a Blade Runner podcast. <laughs> 
I yes. thought it was still up in the air as to whether he was or not. No, Ridley then, Scott came out and, oh, like, and then said he came it. out that he yeah. was. Which I always thought Crazy. wasn't cool, because you should be able to interpret it your own way. This is not George Lucas. There you go. destroyed Star Wars for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't right. watch the... I bought the new versions on DVD or Blu-ray, and uh, I can't... Like, it's too painful. Like, all the stupid yeah. changes... You can get the old one. We have the yeah, DVD we do with the have old, the old versions. Ones. Those, those yeah. are really rare. That's, I know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. remember They're what hard I, to find. I you don't want to know what I had to do <laughs> to get those. The one thing that they, I think they didn't change was Guido still shoots like first. I yeah. think. Right. Yeah. They, Han is supposed to shoot first. I don't know. Han shoots but, first. Yeah. yeah. But if they so, change that, that's like practically ruining it already. <laughs> right. I know. Thanks for listening to yet another Star Wars podcast. <laughs> I mean, if I, was going, if I were listening, I just want a little break from Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> you make a, a great case for listening to a Twin Peaks podcast. Like, ugh, it's so annoying to, that they just talk about Twin Peaks the whole time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I don't claim to be a marketing expert. <laughs> That's right, yes. And then the only other real plot line was... The Josie yeah. and Catherine. It's exhausting yep. to even uh, start. It's exhausting to even it's start. so annoying. Harry finds out that Josie took pictures of Ben and Catherine, and then she's like, oh. <laughs> That's not exactly the right sound that she makes. <laughs> it's, and like. It's so funny because it's so true. And you guys watch, we don't watch, but you watch Mar- um, Marco Polo. Oh, no, we don't. No. Oh. I watched the first couple. Episodes. Okay, so I heard she's good in that, so she can be a good actress. I'll believe it's it just when like, I see it. Yeah, ooh, this role. <laughs> I don't know if they're just really trying to push, like, I'm Asian and so innocent. In a terrible, stereotypical, not yeah. good way. Wait like, minute, it's so wait bad. Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do they actually do that, like indicates that she's Asian in the writing. Like, nothing. I think right. I mean, that's true. She could have just said, oh. I think, yeah. No. Well, that's maybe just but her accent. She... I don't know. Maybe. Is, I, is she actually, like, from Japan? I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. And I don't know, too, if <sighs> Josie yeah. is pretending to be... Less intelligent mom. than she is. Yeah, because or... if it was an Italian woman like Isabella Rossellini, she could be also have bad English. Right, like I think they wanted her I to be exotic. They wanted her to have English as her second language. Yeah, but yeah. I do think Josie gets very victim-y and in this way that like if I were... Like it just it makes me kind of uncomfortable. It is sort of like weirdly... It's awkward. It's not good. Yeah. I don't like I'm it. MDB. Yeah, she's... Please sponsor us. Yeah, I'm on it. Joan Chen is the actress. Yeah, Joan Chen. And she gets a weird credit that makes me think she might be famous, because it's like, and Joan Chen as... She gets jo- Chinese-American. She's oh. top-billed. So, yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, and then we also find out that... Uh, <laughs> So actually, they, you guys they, have been racist this whole time by assuming she's Japanese. I never said that. We I also stayed away from the whole race <laughs> conversation. I just said... You said Japanese. No, no, she's because she's Asian. It's all, oh, it's because it's all she wears... We'll, we'll find out. She wears kimonos, and kimonos are Japanese. Well, so. but the kind she's wearing, like, are sort of both. Either way, not she's the best so, one. Chinese wear silk robes, too. Yeah, she's, she's more like a geisha. Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, probably why. They just, it's just not a great, it's just Uh, not a great role. It's a very, like, weird, two-dimensional kind of victim-y. 
It's it's both the writing and the actress. It's just not like yeah. just doesn't work for me. There's not like yeah. I guess like there's no small actors just or no small parts just small actors. But there's not a lot for her to work. With. Right in a log though. She yeah. Was in the Last Emperor. I used to watch that. Or I watched that one. I don't doubt that she could be a good actress in the right circumstances. But something about this just didn't work out. No. And just like the, the end result is weird, like it's annoying. Kind of yeah. yeah. It, her character's just annoying. And and you we meant you know so the insurance yeah we insurance the, salesman saves the day the and like sales. comes to Catherine Martell saying like hey this is weird just wanted to double check here's an insurance policy where your beneficiaries it's are Josie not anyone related to and you and not your husband <laughs> yeah and you weren't involved in it so just wanted to double check with you and like of course <laughs> so that's how Catherine finds out that Ben and Josie have been scheming but. How they thought they were going to get away with that, I don't know. He still, he also, the insurance guy still seems like a slimy insurance guy, even though, like, he caught this huge error in this fraud. Yeah, it's very weird. But he still seems very slimy to me. (laughs) Too much time devoted to the mill plot in this episode, and that's never, for me, a good sign. Like, the last episode was better. Yeah, the last one was better. It's just... Too much male plot, but I will say it left us some good, exciting stuff with like future stuff with One Eye Jacks. Yeah, We've got right. Audrey in place there, and Cooper's there too, investigating. So some some hopefully good, exciting yeah. stuff to come. Yep. We detoured a bit Episodes with some nine. mill plot. <laughs> There's a lot of mill plot. Lots of mill the n- talk. The next two episodes should be pretty good. Yes. So. All right. All right. Enjoy okay. your Boom. week. Wrap up. <laughs> Mic drop. Boom.